Welcome to the knock-on KCLR and scoreline.ie's weekly rugby podcast. Joined this week by James Blanchfield from Kilkenny Rugby Club and Tom Crowdy from Carlow. Gentlemen, how are you? Hey, Stephen. How are you? We're missing Johnny Tobin this week, um, but uh, he made a miraculous appearance for Carlo in the seconds. Uh, or Tolo, Jesus. sorry. Jesus. Against don't, Carlo. Don't, don't, don't even go there, Stephen. <laughs> Against Carlo <laughs> uh, at the weekend. Maybe he was roughed up or a bit shook after that. He hasn't appeared tonight anyway for the podcast. But uh, uh, Tom, you were there to witness him and all his glory in the maroon and white. Un- unreal. <laughs> Bastro, eat your heart out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so. to see himself and uh, himself and Tommy O'Dwyer on the sideline. And Tommy gagging to get on the pitch. I don't, I don't think poor Johnny wanted to really go on, but uh, Tommy, in fairness, was gagging to get on the pitch. He's 59, year, 59 years of age. Wow. Uh, Tommy came on about the last, I was doing nearly 20 minutes, 15 or 20 minutes of the game. And I was talking to one of, the, one of our props, the propped against him. He said, Jesus, he said, Tommy, come on. And Jesus, he's quite strong. He's rock solid, <laughs> like. You know, like, I, he's just like. Know, he said he was actually better than the first, whoever the first time was on. He said he, he actually felt a bit rattled when Tommy came on. So. Man, Tommy. Very I played against him a few him. years ago, like, and I actually didn't realise he was he, he's that age, like, and I played yeah. against him a few years ago. And I remember, like, you'd have great crack playing against him as well, like, he was a gent on the pitch now. I know he taught well, his nails as well, but, you know, I was kind of on the way down and, he could actually have a bit of crack with him on the pitch, you know. He was a, he yeah. was an enjoyable man to play against. I think it's great for clubs to have people like that who are still want to play, like, isn't it? And, oh, stop. Unreal. Absolutely unreal. So legends, absolute legends of the game. Uh Tom, you've uh, got the win on the day, but only narrowly. Uh yep. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll take you half a point. <laughs> but no, seriously, it was uh Jesus was cracking game. It was just exactly what, what it said on the team. You know, it, it, from start to finish, it was uh, a real nitty gritty derby. You know, and there was some good rugby plays. Like it wasn't as if you know, just uh, you've often seen scores seven six, and it'll be a horrible match, and it'll be mm. just. But this, this was a a thing that I mean, the hits that went in, um, like Tullover. Jesus, like this, I have to say their their defense was was incredible off the mark. You know they were just so fast off the mark. As I said, they they were bursting to get out of the rooks. They were just so fast out of the rooks, lined up, ready to go again, and put us under. Jesus put us under serious serious pressure. Um, you know, then uh, Paul Canavan, like uh, Pookie Goss, he Jesus he. Like you knew he got a pe- there was a penalty and you went sugar yeah. so there's there's three points um sure as hell straight through the middle um then it says again we banged on banged on then we gave away another penalty and you go oh Jesus here we go again another three points and then I just stayed like that I, I literally it went from end to end hopping off each other for the rest until um eventually it just it just the defense broke for a slight second and. Uh, Came and Brennan just did a little jink and just 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 got through. And in fairness, uh, in fairness, um, I would come. Uh, 
our fullback got a, a fantastic conversion. Uh, so it's, it's just, and then it went back into, they had a yellow card, but we didn't score. We didn't score while they had a yellow card. And then we had a yellow card and they didn't score while we were, while we were on 14 men. So, I mean, it was just absolutely incredible game. I have to say, we had uh, our tight head prop, Benny, was out with COVID. They had lost a player as well with COVID. Uh, young Jack Mac, I think, or one of the McDonald's were out with the, they had COVID. So both sides had lost one player each. But we had the uh, young Keen Clark tight head, came on as tight head, well, started as tight head prop. He's only he's 19 and had a phenomenal game. Absolutely phenomenal game, a tight head. And that would have been his first uh, J1 game. Not like he never subbed before. That's his first start. Just started straight in, threw him in the deep end, and he had a, a cracking game. Um, the second half, then we had a young, another young hooker came on. It's just arrived in the club from. He's just working in MSD. He's only he's he's only he's only twenty one, twenty two. Matthew Donovan. He's um from from Ulster, but he came on and uh, again had had a really really good game. Um, Puddy Nolan came on came on from the bench and just. Just lifted. So the, our bench, our bench really did lift the game. The changes we made just was our uh, very precise. Have to say, Corey played the game, got got things right in the second half with the changes. So, uh, but let's it was a phenomenal game. And from Tolo, I mean, uh, Willie Cass was uh, O'Brien was playing fullback, and his. I know we we're laughing after saying, "God, how do I get dragged back into this again?" But I mean, he was—he was just his just has a great head on his shoulders, mm. you know. He, he was—I mean, he put in a few big hits with lads coming through. He, you know, he, he caught balls that were kicked kicked to him. As I said, Pookie Paul Canavan had a really really good game. His kicking game is, is just—it's just phenomenal. He was kicking kicking way back into the kicking way back in downfield. Uh, they're packed with Dylan Lamburn and Scott Callback were were they were awesome. Did they have a serious like it might not have been the best pack we've ever seen from Tullo, but Jesus they gave it they you know they gave it hundred and ten percent and so did we. So um it was a, a great game and I have to thank especially all the Carlos supporters. There was a massive crowd. Like we knew you like and even the Tullo supporters it was it give a thanks to them too because that's what makes the game you know, on a, on, a, on a Sunday afternoon when you're going to have a derby, to have a good crowd from both clubs, uh, mm-hmm. just to give that bit of atmosphere. I know it actually was strange at one stage, the atmosphere was, was dead, it was quiet, and I think it was just that the game was just so intense. It wasn't, you know, it was it was just mm. one of those ding dong ding dong games. And look, this time it was our it was our it was our it was our day. And it was, you know, we needed it. Carlin needed it as a club. It's very important for us. Um, you know, to get that win, to get to get us back into, you know, to be competitive. Third now again, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. But it's just started. I know it's we we have to, we had to have a win against Tolo to get us back into, you know, to be competitive and to give to give our own lads that bit of belief, you know, to to compete. Like I know we're we're going to play Tolo at home the next day, and it's going to be the same. The same game, but just from from our perspective, it really, really meant a lot to us. 
to get that to get mm. that win. Um, the seconds had a great win as well. The seconds are flying, absolutely flying. And it's great to see Toro. Tom, yeah, uh, they've been playing really, really well. Um, they had uh, again a heap, uh, so many young fellas. Uh, young Alan Owens played out half. He's only nineteen. Sean Quinlan, I think, is nineteen. Uh, Dara Brennan, nineteen. Uh, my own young fella Ben was back. He's back playing. He he played full back. Um, he's only nineteen. And then I have to give Anthony Mannion uh, a big show because Anthony's captain, and he's mm. like a young fella out there. He's playing some of the best. Anthony's a big second row, and it's just he's playing outstanding rugby at the moment. Um, so hats off to to the seconds and just everybody. It's just a great buzz, a great buzz around the club. There was a gang of us from Kilkenny actually going through over, but the rain started to come down, so uh, we started <laughs> pouring in Kilkenny. So we said we'd stay where we were, but then I was following following it on Twitter, and I kind of saw the score at six seven. I said, "Jesus, lucky we didn't go over." It sounds like a, a horrible game, but geez, I'm sorry we didn't know. No, I mean there was it was our backs like our. Uh, um, like our backs played well, it just they couldn't. They were just struggling to get. They closed us down so much at at, at nine at ten, kind of nine ten, that we were just under pressure all day. Um, then a couple of changes in the second half, um, and I'm presuming Tullo tired out a bit as well because I mean, the intensity that they came with, it was it'd be hard to do it for the full eighty. But um, it was it was a good game. Very, very good game. But, uh, yeah. Big clap to both sides, actually. Yeah. Lived very up good. to the billing, Tom, so did, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good stuff. Great to have that one uh, in the can, and congratulations on the win. James, uh, your game didn't go ahead. Uh, no. COVID cases in the opposition club. COVID cases in the opposition club. Um, yeah, you can say that. Um, we were, look, we were hugely disappointed. Um, the timing of it probably to learn about it on Friday there was no early warning for us anything like that it just came at us like a ton of bricks on Friday morning uh, game off COVID cases in the Ashbourne team so look at as we said and passed our best wishes to everyone in Ashbourne and hope they all make a speedy recovery Um, it's worrying for the league in general that's kind of our last two games that have been called off through COVID Um, so I uh, personally, I think there needs to be probably a call made that I know we've agreed with Bechtif to replay the game if if it comes down to an important Bechtif knee points or that there's a that there's kind of something in the melting pot and the game needs to be played. We'll have no issue playing that game, and we'd hope that the same the same will be repaid by Ashbourne to us if if we needed points for something to get into the Junior Cup or something. But. Um, it was disappointing for everybody. It was disappointing for Ashbourne as well because they were probably looking to come down and try and get a few points on the board as well and get uh, kind of get most some momentum in their season to try and stay up. Um, we had a strong team named. Um, we still have some of the guys who, from our side, who had COVID for the Bechtif game still aren't back. They're still one, one of them still a little bit, I would say, under the weather out of it. So. Um, we are look. We we were disappointed. That means we're gone five weeks without a game now, and our seconds are nearly gone since the Dundalk match without a game. So that's nearly about eight or nine weeks since we played Dundalk at home, and five weeks since the seconds played. So we just hope that um, the thing things can really pick up again for us because uh, you know what, there's a little bit of momentum lost on us now, and we just um, 
just need I know that that Doc is kind of struggling a little bit to pull to pull players out to training, particularly from the seconds, because they haven't had a game in so long. So just have to um hopefully regroup and get a result this weekend and get some momentum back into it for kind of gory and Sutton now our next two games and that's all we can look forward to, you know. Mm-hmm. Um I know there was some rumours going around last weekend and as a club we'd like to distance ourselves from any of the rumours that went around regarding Ashbourne's uh, COVID um, and whatever else might have been happening outside of rugby for Ashbourne last weekend, but we just want to distance ourselves from any rumours or yeah. things that might have been said that were wrong regarding regarding um, something that happened last week as a weekend as well, where I think one of the Ashburn players might have been getting married or was getting married. Um, there was some, how should you say, some calls of skullduggery, but uh, we can only, um, based on the facts that were given to us, so uh, um, we wish we wish everybody in Ashburn who who had a, a speedy recovery and hopefully they don't end up like some of our lads being sick for a prolonged period. That's the other worry, isn't it? That is, you know, and you look yeah. at, I mean, e- even if it's someone is a close contact, you still have to proceed with caution, you know, because we saw it ourselves, one of our own guys, um, as we are calling him, the super spreader in the club, he uh, he did everything right. He went off and got his COVID tests. He did everything. He got three, actually got three COVID tests the week in the week and they all came back negative. And then suddenly five or six of the lads ended up having it and re- realised that they were um, false negatives. You know, so I mean, you, you you have to proceed with caution. You must proceed with caution. So, um, we just hope that uh, it doesn't see the season falling asunder again because you know it, it'll be a disaster for it'll be a disaster for the league. Um, you're lucky, Tom, that one B hasn't been affected by it yet. Um, yeah, we had, as I said, look, we had we had Benny. Benny had done. He he just started a sort a bit of a sore throat and. Mm. Uh, I think it is six antigen tests mm. and all the antigen tests were negative. Mm. And uh, his his partner, she, you know, just got a bit nervous. Said, right, we'll get PCM, you got, get the piece, book piece, two PCR tests. And uh, Saturday evening, um, Corey got a text saying that uh, Benny was positive. Mm. You just have to and proceed with caution. away from us, yeah. And I think we have another, I think we have another one this weekend. The same, similar, the same. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think, I think, that. I think, you know, I think um, antigen tests are great, and I think it should be something that should be done before every game. And as what you do then is just remove the players that have come up with a positive test. I know that's on a lot of building sites that we're working on around Europe. That's what they're doing. Everyone is tested going in the gate once a week. I think it has to be just a little bit of more, a little bit more um, structure around. It. I just don't, I don't, just don't think it's good enough to call the game off. Perhaps one or two players might have it. There might be sixteen or seventeen or twenty other players who mightn't have it. A game could still conceivably go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I said, we have to proceed with caution and follow, follow the advice that's there. Yeah. Absolutely. But we still and had I a lot of rugby in Kilkenny last. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. Go ahead. No, no. I'm just saying that I, I think it's also the fact we're all probably have over the last couple of months uh, relaxed a little bit on on some yeah, of the, we have. the COVID procedures. And the hand washing yeah. and the you know the different yeah. things. So I know, like we were asking everyone again in the club to go back and just just be that little bit more cautious, especially coming into the big into you know before Christmas, get the games out of the way. Mm. Yeah, no, indeed, because look at I mean, there was some great rugby being played in Kilkenny last weekend. Like I mean, we have all of our underage teams are out. 
the under 13s, 14s, and 16s all qualified for the Southeast League finals. Uh, the under 18s were beaten, I think, in the semi final by by Enescorti, would put in probably what everyone is saying is their best performance of the year. And they're, they're, they're making steady progress. The women had a win, and the under 18 girls had a win. So it was wins all around, um, apart the under 18 boys. So I went out and watched the under 16 boys against Wexford. Gotta say, like this is the team that Johnny is coaching the equivalent of the Southeast under 16s, where we have, I think, seven guys on that squad. My God, they're, our, our under 16s are a fantastic team. They're just there's a chap in the centre called James Coogan. I would actually say he wouldn't be out of place on our J1 team at the moment. He's just a big, strong. I'd say he's about six foot two, six foot three. I'd say he's probably easily. I'd say he's 14, 15 stone, and he can just glide up the middle. It's they, they're a really good team in the 13s and 14s. So look, it's great for us. It's a sign that our youth system is working and kind of the work that's going in at ground level is working to, to, to see that there's progress being made, that we have three out of three out of four underage boys teams in Southeast finals. It's, it's great for us. That's not that's something that hasn't happened for us in a long, long, long time. Mm-hmm. That's, that's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The women, the women had the women got back to winning ways last week as well against Swords away in Dublin. After going five 0 down early on, they came back to win seventeen five. So they lost the previous week to Navin and Kilkenny. Um, had two pretty bad injuries, but um, it's good to see them back to winning ways. And they're they're three from four in the league now, with one game left before Christmas. So if they can go four from five and go into the new year, pretty much. In the shake-up in that league, they could get promoted up to Division Four next year. So it's it's great. It's great. So yeah, it, seems, it seems to be a good team, uh, James. Yeah, it seems they are a good a, team. Yeah, um, uh, one of our own girls as well. Yeah, Kiva. She played hooker on Sunday. Yeah, she's loving. <clears throat> yeah, uh, they are a good team, and I look. I have to have we like everyone. Like Kenny's handing credit to Paddy Moss, the guy who's coaching them. Like Paddy never ever played rugby. He he kind of. He took on a job that nobody else was put their hand up for this year. I think his sisters are involved, are playing with the team. And he put his hand up and took a job that nobody else seemed to want. And I think there's heads being turned in the club now, kind of going, Jesus, okay, I might offer a little bit of a, uh, I might volunteer my time here to help them because, you know, Paddy, he's, he's, he, he's, He's a guy that never played rugby. He might know the game as well as he had, but if somebody was to come in and just give them a little bit of a hand that understands the game better, um, and kind of give them the how should you say the finer nuances of it. I think I think they could go quite well, you know. And it's um, you know like they're having they're having twenty plus players tugged out for every game, and I'm kind of seeing it on on the Facebook page. People are messaging once a week, see can we come out and join the women's team? So it's it, look at it's great. They're going really well. Totally, that's great stuff. Um, Move on to matters, I suppose, further afield. Uh, Munster and that whole South Africa story. Um, sort of crazy stuff. Um, two matches called off. I don't know if we are talking about it last week or had it broken at that stage. Um, but the two matches are gone. One case turned into two, three. There's a whole heap of them that have COVID now. Uh, a lot of them have, st- well, 14 of them has mm-hmm. it. Yeah, stayed in South Africa and the rest have managed to make it home. Um, but the, if you pardon the pun, the knock-on effect there is uh, the Champions Cup preparations coming up in that as well. And uh, the EPRC has had to relax the rules a bit on player registrations for the likes of the Scarlets, Cardiff, uh, Zebra, or well, um, not Zebra, I suppose, but uh, Munster and that. Basically, Munster has to try and cobble together a team 
first. Yeah, like, I think for Munster, they had the fair nucleus of a team still in Ireland. They had all of their internationals in Ireland. Yeah. You know, so they had the nucleus of a good team there. Props was an issue for them. Um, front row is a bit of an issue. But I see today that I uh, read something there a little while ago that they're actually talking about recruiting a lot of AIL players just to come and train with them for the next week, 10 days as well. So it could be, you know, I'm always one to look at the positives and things. It could be a little bit of a silver lining as well that you never know they could unearth a diamond yep. in the rough by having to go back to the AIL to try and find players. Now, yep. in saying that, any player worth of salt in the AIL is probably known by most of the provinces anyway, but um, it is a worry. It's a big worry for Munster, I think. You know, they they cocked up in the, or the Heineken Cup, as I still call it, in the, in the European Cup last year. Um, they need a big year this year and <laughs> they have wasps coming coming over them, Wasps are defending Premiership champions, aren't they? Yeah. So, uh, with Flannery in their in their coaching staff, they'll be coming to have a, they'll be coming to beat Munster and I think, you know, you'd hope that, you'd hope for Munster that of those 32 odd people or staff members, as they're saying, that managed to get back, you'd hope there's no more COVID cases in that because they could find themselves still in a sticky position, even though they still have the nucleus like Tavo Mahoney, Earls, Carberry, Murray, have a fair scalp of players. Conway is there. Ty Byrne is still there. So they have a fair scalp of players there as well that can still fill in. And be in, as we, as they say in in in, in uh, GA terms, they'll have a be strong up the centre. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only the only other issue though is that a lot of those other than the internationals, there's it's going to be nearly six weeks. Is it six weeks since? Mm. Like it was three international weeks that there was no game. Yeah. Uh this week, next week. That's 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 what that's five game five weeks. Yeah. So at least six weeks without a competitive game. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, that's it is, yeah. that's just at this level. I don't. I like. There's a rest and there's a rest. <laughs> yeah. I but, look yeah. personally. I think. I, I. I think. Fairness should prevail. Yet they're saying there's not a slot for it. But I think this is a. I suppose it's 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 force majeure. Like you know, even though we all know about it, but. We all know COVID. I say, but I still think. Uh, something should be done is to facilitate them, be it put it back to a midweek, which probably doesn't suit, or maybe bring it in over a, a UPR a URC game or something like that. I don't know, but um, I think the Heineken Cup will have to, or the, the, the Champions Cup will have to take precedence over yeah. the league. You know, and it's, uh, look at it. Sorry, that's It's a peculiar situation for them, you know. Very, very peculiar. Like I'm, like I'm looking at, I'm looking at it. The team that they could put out would be Dave Kilcoyne, Declan Moore, Mark Donnelly. Even though Mark Donnelly was in, um, in South Africa, Tyg Byrne, Paddy Kelly, Daniel Okeke, uh, Jack O'Sullivan, Peter O'Mahony. Like it's not a bad pack. Um, it's still have Conor O'Murray, Joey Carby, Damien Dialande, Andrew Conway. Jonathan Wren, who is a really good player, Connor Phillips, who's a good player, and then Andrew Ar- Keith Earls on the other wing. So Not like, bad. There is the new, there is, yeah, but then where you, where you do get stuck is on the bench. Like they have, you know, you'll still have K- Craig Casey there as well. Or did Casey go to, no, Craig Casey didn't go to South Africa. because no, he was so. an international. Yeah. That's it, you know. So. Craig will start. Yeah, he probably, he might, yeah. <laughs> well, we'd hope he starts because I'd like to see him starting full time now. Just I think it's time. Move on. And I, ship, yeah, ship much, as I, much as I have loved Conor Murray and still do, he's a great player. Yeah. But I think but, time to yeah. time to move on. I didn't get to see the Leinster game last week. Um, uh, 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 Stephen Phillips um, in there. 
Leinster a good team on paper. Quite strong, good bench, all that sort of stuff. Ulster came with a plan. Uh, line speed, um, just, Jenny, I don't know, how did it beat Leinster? Uh, sheer speed of movement of the ball, just brute force, ignorance. Uh, Leinster, a lot of defensive boo-boos as well. Um, now, the game was still fairly close at, at half time, but just... Ulster, there seemed to be a bit more hunger in it. They came down looking for a match and they got it. Leinster just couldn't put anything together right. A lot of handling errors, a lot of knock-ons, stupid stuff at rooks, uh, bits and pieces like that. But but just Ulster, you have to hand it to them. They came down with a plan and it worked. And uh, fair play to them. And they got a, an intercept try at the end as well. Okay. And just to put the icing on the cake as well. So um, bad for Leinster, just lots of mistakes, lots of stuff they shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. It, 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 is, is there something a little bit of a miss in there? Because what was it, the, the Newport game a few weeks ago as well, about probably five, six weeks ago? Big, there, there big, wasn't a that was a big misfire there. night as well. Yeah. yeah. Like, have they, like, is there, a, is there something wrong in it? Like, or is it more, or is it just. Ulster brought it to them the other week, and Leinster weren't able. I'd to say Ul- Ulster brought it to them, but I also yeah. like I thought. I thought Ross Byrne was poor. Was he was. Yeah. Was poor enough. Um, Adam Byrne, so so. He was anonymous. Uh, Jordan Larmer. I uh, more and more. Sorry, no. That's. I more and more doubts about that chap for because I yeah. don't see him. Actually, he was Shepherd hooked in the second half as well. He's not. I don't think he's performed the way. He was supposed to, you know, the hype about mm. him and Jordan Lammers, this and Jordan Lammers. But I mean, for me, he does little jinx and little steps, but doesn't make ground. You know, he does the yeah. stepping and stepping and stepping, yeah. uh, but doesn't do, doesn't actually physically, physically make mm. make ground. Luke McGrath was so, so, um, but even like for all in those, weren't, they weren't, they weren't firing. Oh. Yeah. And oh. the pack were, yeah. uh, the, the pack were, you'd hope they can get you'd, you'd hope they get it right and usually Leinster when it comes to the important stuff of the of, of the European Cup they usually start ticking like but um um like on, on Jordan Larmer like four or five years ago Jordan Larmer was the next big thing and Hugo Keenan has just come in there nice and quietly done his job really really well and taken Jordan Larmer's slot yeah and done it and done it really really quietly and has performed like what is it now he's up to 16 17 irish starts in a row yeah That's jordan larmer c- came in with the twinkle toes and the dancing feet mm. and that was his thing but you go keenan just basic stuff really well he just Class. he learned the, he read the how to be a full back book yeah. and he's uh he's you know what i mean he's fo- following yeah. it to a t and that's yeah. simple yeah. stuff like he looked at his videos of gervin dempsey yeah Absolutely, Rob Carney, Gervin, yeah. that whole streak Safe of legends. houses, you know. Yeah, absolutely. In in fairness, so look, if I, uh, I think it's um, it's going to be a peculiar couple of weeks now for for Munster. Mm-hmm. I think Leinster have uh, have work to do, but if they get the result in their opening round of the of the European Cup, all yeah. will be forgiven and they can play. Yeah, well, it on. could be a good. Ga- it could be a good game tomorrow night. It is tomorrow night. Yes, isn't it? Yeah, against Connacht. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. like on paper, good team named. Should be a good game. I see they're trying to flog tickets as well. We've got an email from the branch today to see tell us tickets are available online. Um, 
at the moment. For the Connacht match. Each. Yeah. Tickets for Connacht well, in the uh, RDS in the North Stand and South Stands are 25 euro. Anything that'll be better than what Connacht played in uh, did you see the match last weekend? No. I didn't watch any rugby last weekend. The conditions were brutal. The post the last time I actually saw <laughs> weather like that, it was it was uh Munster and Australia and it was Connor Murray's. I remember debut. it, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, we yeah, were, yeah, but yeah. I was lucky because we were in, we were in stand, and the rain was coming over our stand and going straight yeah. into the other stand. The, and the, posts the, were, the, the posts were waving, and it was just sitting there, and it was absolutely horrendous. But that's exactly the way it was in Connacht the other night. Yeah, yeah, brutal, yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. brutal weather. Ian Nagel got man of the match that night. There was a great punch up in the middle of the pitch. You might remember Peter <laughs> Borlesi, the, 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 the prop that they brought over who was going to fix everything. I remember he panned out one of the Aussies with a box in the mouth. It was, it was the first thing, he had, first thing he had done on the pitch. Like. You know, that was, yeah, it was a horrific night. It yeah. was a horrific night. So. Yeah. Every oh, box okay. kick you do goes about 20 yards behind you. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those nights. Um yeah, well, geez, hopefully Leinster do the business against Connacht. Like Tom said, on paper it looks good and Leinster will be a bit embarrassed about last week getting bet at home by Ulster for the first time in a long time as well. So, um, Connacht are playing nice rugby though, lads, as yeah, well. Like, yeah, but you yeah. can't, you can't, like Andy Friend has them playing. He has them playing the rugby that Lamb, Pat Lamb has them playing nearly to a degree, like heads up rugby, keep the ball moving. Give your pass, follow your pass, run the support line. Like your man, Mike Hansen on the wing, he, he's class. Like Bundy and the, like the ball, the boys, um, um, uh, the, the out half, Carty is good. Marmion is coming back. You know what? I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if Connacht won. But there, the thing about Connacht is Connacht fall into that same category as Leinster and into what well, we should say the Irish setup, the, the, the very similar style of rugby. You know they're willing to throw the ball around. Yeah, you know, and they have they have the players to throw the ball around. Mm. They do. Um, so it's, you know, that's the same. It should be should be should be, should be a great match on paper. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'll be sitting down to, to, to watch that one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what you said? Yeah, I think that's nearly everything. This, lads. <laughs> Who do you have up this weekend, Tom? Or do you have a game this? Oh, we have a serious game this weekend. We are off to. Kildara. The first game again, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It we're back Kildara. In the first round yeah. again, yeah. And Kildara, by all means, have... have no, you can see the difference in Kildara, the way uh, the new like the new coach in there, um, John Baggins is coaching them. You can see okay. there's definitely a difference with them. Uh, I heard... I know they were beaten in buying at the weekend, but seemingly there was two disallowed tries and uh, a drop ball over the line. Okay. You know, so there was three tries potentially there, which means they could have won that game mm. in buying. Yeah. So we won't take it by any means. Like we're, uh, there's probably going to be a couple of changes in the team this this week, um, uh, just to just to to liven it up and, and and change things up a little bit. But um, to too, yeah. Well, we have to just just you know if we if we don't things get things can get a bit stale. And, yes. Uh, we want to see what's happening, you know, kind of. Plus, the other things. I mean, everybody knows they're watching, but like this, we know everybody knows how each other play, and uh, especially when you have the likes of, you know, 
John Baggins would know how Corey coaches, and so I mean, it's not, it's a, it's a, mm. it's a tough. There's a lot of tough calls we make. I think this season, well, look, we're blessed, as in we have, we have, we have the panel to do it at the moment. Uh, yeah. Touch wood, as long as no, no more COVIDs or actually we got a, we got a one concussion. Uh, a black guy, and I think another player could be out from. They all played with the college last night. Okay, so, so we lost one of the backs after seconds. A good back, uh, starting back off the seconds. Um, Sam got belted last night, seemingly. So okay. whatever the hell was going on over in the college. <laughs> so even but even if even if uh, Kildara get a result against you, you're still ahead of them in the league. You just have less breathing space on them, isn't that it? Like I think you're uh, six I ahead. We you? want to go get. I want to come in like. I mean, the goal is a realistic goal. You really want to, we're trying to get, everybody wants, we want to win the league. I mean, that's, yeah. that, is the, that is the ultimate goal. Or you want to be playing yeah. off for, you have to play, we want to get promoted. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's where you want to be. Like, I mean, we need, well, look, we want to, we need to get promoted because, like, to be honest, we want to go back playing Saturday. We'd love to play Saturday. I know the club would love to play Saturday rugby. Mm. The lads would like to play Saturday rugby. Um, like it's a back to social life. It's all, but it's also like I mean, you want to play. You want to play. AIL is not. It's not. It's not about getting up to play AIL. Mm. You know, it's about playing the best rugby you can that the club can sustain. And if we can get up into into division, if we can get into division one A, and we can sustain that, and there's good, competitive rugby at that level. And compete for towns cups and so on. Like we, you're happy enough there, you know. Mm. Like, well, it has to be an ambition. Like, like any club, the ambition has to be to be in the top league. Yeah, you know, and that that has to be the ambition and try and win. And as you said, like everyone wants to win a league and everyone wants to win a towns cup, and that's like that has to be the ambition for everybody. And there's no point in being in it if you're not, you know. But you see, Jen, like you, you know yourself. If you're, if you're, you're trying to not recruit, but you're trying to keep. It's not about recruitment anymore. It's about retention. No. It really is about retention of players. Like the days of of going off and recruit, trying to recruit players. Um, you know, it's not. It's it's trying to retain the players that you have and trying to you know bring back people. Yeah. That, you know, if they're with other clubs or whatever. But how you can't go. To somebody, if there was somebody there, say a Carlo player was playing in, like if he's playing in Division One A, yeah, in another club in Division One A, or he's playing in in the lowest of the AILs, like you're not going to say, oh, you come back and play with us, and kind of, oh, you're kind of in One B. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's in their head. It's not that they don't want it, but if anybody has any ideas about playing. You know, if we are in Division One A, well, then you have more chance of saying. Like, we're playing the best junior rugby that we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe that Division 1A, having seen it now for the last number of seasons and having seen AIL Division 2C, I think AIL or all, um, Leinster League Division 1A is a better standard with the exception of the Scaries and the Enniscorties who are running away with that league. I think it's an equal, if not better, standard than what you have down in that league. Like, I mean, you look at Sunday yeah. as well last week. They went up to they went up to Scaries and got absolutely, got a clipping up there, you know, we yeah. probably we probably do the same to Sunday as well, and they don't like saying that, but you know. But as you say, lads want to be playing; they want to be seen to be playing AIL, and then you know it's easier get them back if they're in one A. You're you're dead right. 
You see, there's not a whole lot. Of, I mean, uh, we could go up. You could fight and go up to AIL and compete at, at division and in two C. But then you still have the expenses of track. Well, I know it's, yeah. it's not the it's not buses anymore or stuff. But the players have the expenses. You know, there's a, there is yeah. expenses for traveling. You know, yeah. there's there's all, I know you get extra financial support going up. But is you know, I think we would be delighted to be competing for a couple of years in yeah. in Division One A. You yeah. know, and then if you said if you said in five in five years time that it was the case that right that we're here for five years we can't go any further the club is suffering because we're not going anywhere but then you can always look at it to see yeah, right exactly. what is the next what is the next step so, but i mean so. as the way we are now if we got five we got five years in in division one a we'd be delighted we'd be absolutely thrilled all going according to plan for both of us we look forward to seeing you up there next year there you are tom <laughs> it's been a long like it's, it's been a long time since we were in the same league because when he were on the way back down, we were going back up. So I think we kind of were like ships in the night, passing each other. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think the only time that we played Carlo in competitive in, in competitive was 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 a Towns Cup match back. I'd say it was twenty fourteen or fifteen. Yeah. yeah. Or south the southeast game, like. Yeah, something like that, you know. Yeah. Because the southeast are doing very very well in one A. You know, you have ourselves, Gory. Um, um, Marcel's Gory. Who else from the southeast is in it? I can't even remember. <laughs> I get it here. I thought I thought there was four or five teams from the southeast. No, there was a lot of Dublin teams. Apologies. No, it's all Dublin at the top of the, the, the yeah. moment. Yeah, it's ourselves and Gory pretty much from the southeast. Where a couple of years ago you had Ennis Gorty there. You had, you, um, you know. So I mean, it's all Dublin teams. Like the top four are all Dublin teams. We are provincial. Dundalk and Provincial, Goria Provincial, and then Ashbourne are Provincial. So it kind of it's, it's a straight split. But going by the look of it, Ashbourne could be going down. You know, they're stuck there on six points or three points, seven points behind Gory at the moment. So it'd be great to see a Southeast team take over Ashbourne's place in that league. Well, it will be. Uh, will be well, I can't see buying beating Wicklow. Yeah. Second time, so yeah, yeah. No, I'd say it, it'll probably be if it is to be one. It could be. It could be more likely to be weekly. Yeah. We have Gory up this weekend anyway, so fingers crossed our scrum moles don't come back to haunt us again like they did in the first game of the season down there. And uh, um, I think Gory were beaten last weekend, or were well beaten by Setonians, but I think they might have picked up a number of injuries and serious injuries to some of their players. So. Um, yeah, to have I, I was talking. We were talking about that on Sunday. We were actually talking about Corey on Sunday. Mm. Um, Corey, no, we were talking to Corey about it. They, they have a, they have a fair few issues down there at the yeah, moment. Because, yeah, because when we played them at the start of the season, they were flying it. Um, yeah. One of the lads from Kenny is actually playing with them, Darren McGrath, the beard young fella. So um, that's not that's not here to say he plays cards close to his chest. But we look forward to competing against. That we can get, get a win, and their seconds are getting an outing as well, which is great. Okay. Nice, yeah. Our third game of the season, lovely stuff, lads. Best of luck in the matches at the weekend. Um, we'll enjoy the Leinster Connacht and whatever rugby's on the telly as well this weekend. Uh, thanks a million to James Blanchfield from Kilkenny Rugby Club, Tom Craddy from Carlo, and we'll chat to you again.
next week. Thanks, folks. Bye-bye. Cheers, Ned.